Inspired by hip-hop and the faith culture, the sanctuary in my solitude, the thoughts, feelings, and life lessons of an imperfect Christian by Anthony Kisik is beautifulfeetentertainment.com's work in print. It is a book of poetry and it's available through iUniverse.com, Amazon.com, beautifulfeetentertainment.com, and the links are also available in our social media and podcast. So please consider The Sanctuary of My Solitude if you're looking for a next great read. Thank you so much. This is the Beautiful Feet Podcast. A partnership with BeautifulFeetEntertainment.com. Follow us on social media at Beautiful Feet Entertainment and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Beautiful Feet Podcast. My name's Anthony. And I'm Jessica. And this week, uh, we're starting our series of uh, Christmas movies that we just enjoy and love to talk about. And what was your pick? So, my pick for this week is the movie Elf with Will Ferrell. Yes. And my pick this week is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation with Chevy Chase. As you can see, they're two totally different types of films, but what ties them together? You had just said it. They are Christmas comedies. We're looking for a holiday movie that's going to make you laugh. Yeah. Because especially with the way 2020 has gone, I think everybody needs something a little irreverent, a little light and funny. So I guess we could say these are Christmas recommendations, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So. Take it away. National Lampoon's, or... You got it, National. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I don't know why I have the hardest time with that title. I've always just called it Christmas Vacation. Christmas everyone Vacation. Everyone knows what you're talking about. Okay, so I don't know where the term National Lampoon comes from. Because there's a series of movies about National Lampoon's like uh, European Vacation. They have Christmas Vacation. They have... Uh, bun- they're, they're basically just college comedy films type of things. Um, and just, just, uh, as a heads up, the movie that I picked, Christmas Vacation, has language, has sexuality in it, has a lot of different things that is not suitable for young kids. But next week, we will be looking at more family-friendly films, including the Santa Claus Collection and The Grinch. Yes. So, let's see. Basically, my movie (laughs) is basically about... Um, the, the Griswolds, right? And this, the, Clark is the head of the family. He's the, he's the father of it all. And um, basically, he's trying to have the perfect Christmas vacation. That's notable. Yeah. I mean, that's a noble pursuit. Exactly. So, as I said, the movie stars uh, Chevy Chase. It stars uh, who played the mom. is Beverly D'Angelo. And then um, Juliette Lewis and Johnny Galecki. He was like nine when this movie came out. Um, so it came out in 1989. Um, basically, like I said, he's trying to have that perfect Christmas. Um, the one that he's kind of always remembered when he was a kid. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to have a lot of the same traditions and same, um, you know, just setting everything up just for a great vacation and great Christmas uh, season 
The problem is he's kind of erratic and a little just not fully mentally there. So a lot of what he does, he thinks is well thought out, and it just goes haywire and nuts. But I'm assuming that his wife is just like, eh, this is just how my life goes. Yeah, throughout the movie, uh, his wife, played by Beverly D'Angelo, like, she's like, this is just our life. Like, this is just the way it is. It's hilarious. Perfect example, the movie starts out where, like, they're going to get a tree. Mm-hmm. Now, most people, they go to a lot, they find their tree, they buy it, they take it home. This dude drives in the middle of a, of a forest, finds his tree, then he's like, okay, we need to cut it down. He didn't bring a saw. See, it's stuff like that where you're like, okay. Mm-hmm. So they dug it out by the roots, threw it on their little station wagon, and drove it home. <laughs> okay? It, and then it gets to the point where it's all tied up. They put it up in the house. And because it's a tree from the forest, when they open it up, it breaks the windows. It's too big. Mm-hmm. Too tall for the house. Too big. It destroys the living room. Then they find a squirrel in it. Because, again, from... You know, so it's just stuff like that. Not only that, he invited all his aunts, his mother, his dad. Like, his whole extended family as well. I feel like that's what it's like at your house, honestly. <laughs> right? Now you see why I like this movie. <laughs> um... No, I love your family. I really do, like, but it's just that my family is so much smaller. I'm not well, used to it. And your family's quiet. Where they my really family's, are. as you can hear from me, I'm boisterous and, like, loud, and we don't whisper. Anyway, back to Clark and his family. So, not only does he invite the whole family, and I'm talking about his side of the family and his wife's side of the family, who don't actually get along, but he didn't plan ahead and think, okay, um, where is everyone to sleep? Mm-hmm. Right? So now you have, like, granddad and, and people sleeping in beds that are too small for people. It, it just gets off the chain. Then you have cousin Eddie, which I think is Clark's cousin, if I remember correctly, who he comes to town, sold his nice house and, and traded it for a, um, broke down, um, not trailer, but like uh, camper. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And he tries to play it off like, yeah, I just traded it for this. And basically, he's broke, right? Mm-hmm. His kids aren't going to have Christmas, so Clark goes out and you know, spends a bunch of money on them as well, so he's going into debt. It's, it's an outrageously strange movie, but it's one of my absolute favorite Christmas movies. I think I've been watching it. It came out in 89. I've honestly been watching this movie, I want to say in 94. So, most of my life. So, 94 to 2004, that's 10. 2014 is 20. It's been, like, 26 years. Roughly, yeah. We'll say 25. It's a nice yeah. number. And not only that, it's one of my sister's favorite movies. Like, everyone in my family just loves this movie. Because it's relatable to them, or what? I don't know. Now, there's one part in the movie that literally makes most everyone in my family crack up every time they see it okay so (laughs) there's one i don't remember where it comes from oh uh grandma bethany um 
she comes into town. She's like 90-some years old. So mm-hmm. she got to the point where she doesn't buy Christmas gifts anymore. She just wraps up stuff around her house. Which my grandma did. She got to that point where she's like, yo, I'm giving you my book collection. And I'm like, yo, this stuff's from whatever. And at one point in time, uh, the son, Rusty, grabs one of the gifts because he's putting them under the tree or whatever. And he hears noises from it. She wrapped up her cat. <laughs> now, they uh, they let the cat out because whatever. Mm-hmm. The cat starts nibbling around and eating at the tree Pulls the lights under like um, like a lazy boy like recliner mm-hmm. chair, bites into the lights and electrocutes itself. Hul- I don't. You gotta watch it. It's hilarious. It sounds cruel and mean. It really does, but, but I'm sure within the context, the context of it, because they're literally like, has anyone seen the cat? And all of a sudden you hear, and the cat goes crazy and the chair catches on fire. So, <laughs> basically throughout this movie. The, 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 the tree catches fire, the couch catches fire, they blow up a sewer main, they just destroy this block. You know I have a weird thing about stuff exploding. So you'll love this movie, is what you're saying. No, probably not. Probably but not, but... That's okay. I don't watch it every year, but I try to watch it pretty often. I think it had, like, you have watched it at your parents' house before. Oh, I, I probably. Feel like my, I my dad has it on VHS. Mm-hmm. That's how old this movie is. So, let's see. And uh, honestly, there's not a lot you can learn from this movie except how not to hang up Christmas lights or how not to get a squirrel stuck in your tree. But it's a fun movie to watch. So, it's just good for, like, the comedy of Christmas. 100% good for the comedy. Um, If I remember correctly, it was still in the height of Chevy Chase's career. So, he was still... You know, um, top notch as far as his acting and his his comedy. So, um, if you are of age or able to watch it, I would definitely suggest it. I think it's hilarious. Do we know like, what it's rated? Oh, it's probably rated R, but let me double check. We're real time, everybody. We're um, gonna find out right now for you. PG thirteen. It if it was rated now, it'd probably be rated R, and that was according to IMDb. So, y'all can check your sources there. Um, but I know movies from, you know, older movies probably should have been an R, but they were PG-13 because rated R didn't exist until the 90s. So, mm-hmm. um, but honestly, it, it's if you like that type of comedy, it's, it's hilarious. It's, so, it's is fantastic. it raunchy at all? Define the word raunchy. It's kind of like something that you would feel uncomfortable watching on screen if your grandmother were around. Define like, grandma. No, I'm saying. Like um, stuff. There, there's a few parts, um, but there's no, there's not a whole lot of sexual imagery. Uh, even though it talks about sex, and you know, mm-hmm. there's not a lot of like nudity, and there's not a lot of that. There's a few scenes where if you just advert your eyes to that scene, you'll be okay. But there's no blatant nudity. Um, but some of the humor um, kind of walks that line. So I would say PG-13 is pretty accurate, to be honest with you. It's not super raunchy, but it does walk a line. Um, so yeah, that is my movie. Uh, and I am definitely going to be watching it, probably tonight. 
Well, there you go. I do believe it is available on YouTube TV. Yeah, it is. And, you know, you can... Did you check that it was? I know I saved it on the hoodie. Okay, so it's, it's uh, in our watch list, apparently. Yep. Uh, so my pick is the movie Elf. Total polar opposites as far as comedy. But they're still funny, though. Like, yeah. I love this movie so no. much. I have to confess, I've seen Elf all the way through one time. <laughs> okay, so, like, my mom has it on DVD. We watch it together. Like, it's our Christmas thing because it's just so fun. Okay, so getting into the story of Elf, and again, like, we probably should have prefaced National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation with a, hey, if you have not seen this movie, go ahead, watch it at your own risk. So if you have not seen Elf, go ahead, pause the podcast, pop it in your DVD player. By the way, most of these movies that we're going to talk about are around 20 years old. If you haven't seen it by now. With the exception of Disney's The Nutcracker and the Four Realms, which came out in 2018. Yeah. So, I can understand if you haven't seen that one, but go ahead and talk about Elf. So, in this movie, there is a young boy, like a toddler, and his name is Buddy, and he's in an orphanage, and he's been put up for adoption by his mother. So, Santa's visiting the orphanage, dropping off the gifts, and Buddy gets out of his little bassinet and goes into Santa's sack and is taken away to the North Pole, where he is raised as an elf. Now, Papa Elf is played by Bob Newhart, and... Do you want to explain who that is? Because I don't know. Um, I'm not super familiar with him. Okay, so he's not like a legendary, like, historical actor. I feel like when you see him on screen, you're like, oh yeah, I know who that guy is. Yeah, okay. So, I, I, the way you said it, I thought it was somebody from, you know, the generation prior who was like this big thing. But anyway, continue. So, um... Papa Elf <laughs> raises him as his own son, but obviously because Buddy is not an elf, he is a human, he grows up to be like a six foot two tall man with a yeah. beard. And it's Will Ferrell dressed up as an elf. It's Will Ferrell, <laughs> like in a land of the elves. And so he realizes that um, through a series of events, it is made known to him that he is not in actuality an elf, but a human. So he decides to go to New York City to find his father. Um, now his father works in New York City. He's a very successful businessman. He works for like an advertising company. Yeah. And if I remember correctly, his father was played by James Caan. Mm -hmm. So yeah, there you go. And um, he's you know he's married. He has a son of his own. And it's. The comedy really comes from the fact that in Buddy's world, being raised as an elf, like, there's always singing, and they spread Christmas cheer, and he gets super excited about Santa, and, like, he gets a job working at Gimbal's, which is a department store, and, like, they know Santa's gonna be there, so he stays the night in the department store and just transforms it and decorates the whole thing. Yeah. So, like, he is a holly jolly holiday kind of a guy every single day like dude just eats a variety of different sugary foods has super we, we, lot we of energy we have to talk about what he has for breakfast he has this amalgamation of like spaghetti with 
maple syrup and pop tarts and which just for me if i was the actor and you're like hey today you're eating spaghetti topped off with maple syrup with some pop tarts and whatever i would look at you and go this is going to be the worst day of work like i'm going to have a stomach ache before the end of the day I don't know if he actually had to eat the food, mm-hmm. but I think it shows him eat it, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he just kind so, of shoves it into his mouth. Oh, that's giving me a stomachache already. So he meets, Buddy meets this girl, and they fall in love. Played by Zoe Deschanel. Yes. I don't know why I, I, I remember who's <laughs> in movies I haven't seen. So go ahead. Um, and basically the story ends with the fact that Buddy becomes accepted by both the elves at the North Pole and the humans who are now part of his family. Um, but he has these wonderful adventures where, like, he really is trying to fit in. Like, mm-hmm. he gets a job working at the mailroom where his dad works, and he's just like, yeah. So the actual humor of the movie comes from him being an outcast trying to fit into a world that doesn't accept him and him just kind of like he's never seen an escalator before so he just puts one foot on the escalator and, and you lets see the... will ferrell's like legs just start to do the splits as he's careening up the escalator yeah it i mean from what i remember from the one time that i've seen it all the way through i really did enjoy the movie oh i love it so oh. the clips that i've seen i've really enjoyed well like when he first comes out, when he's, like, walking down and he's getting into the city, like, he sees a raccoon and he's like, hey, buddy, you want a hug? And, like, the raccoon just totally attacks his face. So I would definitely say that this is honestly 100% a family movie. You could watch it with any member of the family. Mm-hmm. Um, mine, you might want to show some some discretion. But if that's your choice, you're the parent, you do what you want, but... Because I was watching it, obviously, at a very young age. Um, and Elf, I've heard from a lot of people, is, like, the perfect Christmas movie. It's It just has, like, that magic of Christmas of, like, oh, do you believe in Santa? And, like, you get to see the North Pole. But then there's also, like, things that are quintessentially New York City at Christmas time, Like, mm-hmm. with the ice skating at Rockefeller Center. Um, so, yeah, I... Like, Christmas is my thing. December is the month that, like, I tolerate January through November to get to December. So, like, you, this is my time. You also have a, a spike in interest in October. So, like, you get to October and you have a slight spike of, like, hey, I get some candy and, like, mm-hmm. there's some festivities going on. But then you start to think, okay, that's when you start to really, oh, wait, December is right here. Mm-hmm. It's right around the corner. We call it October, November, December. Yeah, so that whole time, it's very it's very interesting. But, yeah, so these are our first, the first installment to our Christmas movie, like, recommendations, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Any more comments we want to make on either movie? Honestly, like, I could talk about my movie more, but... I want to leave the comedy for those who have not seen it or just want to relive that moment. So I feel like this is a really good place to just kind of... To take a break. 
wrap it up with a bow, as it were, and we'll be back after the commercial break. Absolutely. So hang tight. We'll be right back with you with the Beautiful Feet Podcast. Hey, it's Angelica from A Little Bit of Everything With Me Podcast, and you're listening to Beautiful Feet. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and review their podcast, and enjoy the show. This episode of the Beautiful Feet Podcast is brought to you by The Sanctuary of My Solitude, a published book of poetry by me, Anthony Giesick. You can pick up your copy at beautifulfeetentertainment.com, at iUniverse.com, and Amazon.com. Welcome back to the Beautiful Feet Podcast. This is the point of the podcast where we go ahead and jump into scripture. Um, this time of the year we're actually digging into the christmas story but we're doing it in a different sort of way how would you describe what we're doing well honestly i feel like if you think about the christmas story as like a play we're going over currently what would be the cast of characters yeah so last week we talked about joseph which is the earthly father to jesus and we basically gave an idea of his characteristics, how he obeyed God, and how that was favorable to the family. This week, we're talking about someone that is very special. Um, and we're talking about... Who are we talking about? Uh, this week, also looking at individuals who are obedient to God, we'll be profiling Jesus' mother, Mary. Mary. So, what background do we already have on Mary before we dig into scripture? Um, just from what we learned last week or in general or what? In general. Well, A, mother of Jesus. Like, dun, 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 dun. we don't really have an occupation listed for her yeah. other than perhaps homemaker. Most likely, yeah. Most likely that would have been her... Uh, go-to job, I guess, is what you could say. And um, just from what we've been able to piece together through our research for this podcast, we have come to the conclusion that Mary was probably in her early teens, and she probably was economically disadvantaged. Yeah, so one one of the Bibles that we have, it's a study Bible, so it has a lot of different notes. And it actually talks about Mary being from a poor family. But I think Joseph was from a working class family, right? So he would have also been basically poor. But... There is some debate as to the level of carpentry that he would have been involved in, but that's an entirely different podcast. So sticking with this theme about Mary, uh, we know that in the Jewish culture at this time, that it would have been common... For a young woman, once she had the ability to bear children or to conceive, then she would have been engaged. So, that gives us around the age of about 13 or 14 years old. So, early teens. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I definitely was not ready to get married at the age of 13 or 14. But just as we discussed last week, you have to remember that the common life expectancy was much less then than it is now. True. So, let's go ahead and jump into the actual actual scripture. I know how to speak the human language. Um, we're starting in Luke. And it's Luke chapter 1. What was the actual verses that you have open? Um, well, I always like to start at verse 26. Let's do it. He likes to start at verse 28. So, 
No, I told you to start at 26. That's totally fine. I just don't remember that verse. 28's just off the top of my head. So the heading for this section is, The birth of Jesus is foretold. So in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And the angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored, and the Lord is with you. So let's break this down, right? So who is Elizabeth? Who is Elizabeth? Okay, I thought that she was Mary's cousin. She is Mary's cousin. She's also I'm like, pregnant. is this a She's, good trick yeah, question? Yeah, this is a pop quiz. <laughs> Bible trivia, let's go. Um, but she's Mary's cousin, and she's actually pregnant before um, before Mary is by six months, right? Yes. And she's eventually going to give birth to a, a son named John, who's going to be kind of the forerunner for Jesus. And we'll talk about him next week. I believe we're going to go into their family. So, uh, but I just kind of want to give you that background. And yes, I'm looking like, at a uh, schedule, yes it is. Next week, oh yeah, next week it is Elizabeth. Okay, yes. cool. I just so, want to make sure that was the track we were on. Okay. So, we'll be talking about them next week. I just wanted to give you that, um, This they're gonna, their lives are going to be intertwined. We need to kind of keep that in mind. So, Mary goes to Elizabeth and says like, hey, you know... She went to go visit her, right? And yes. we, we actually talked about last week how there's a possibility the reason she went to go visit uh, Elizabeth was because of the issue between Joseph and Mary. With the fact that, obviously, it would not do well for Mary to be pregnant. Before and, being married. Yeah. So, even though they were engaged, they were not married yet, and... It's possible. We're not saying it's 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 factual at this point, but it's possible she went to go visit her cousin, almost like, hey, I need to get away. Um, but what else happens in these verses? So after Gabriel greets Mary, they um, they have a conversation, and Gabriel lets her know that she is going to give birth to a son and to call him Jesus. Because he is going to be the son of the Most High. And they just have, again, like, this conversation. Because she's like, well, how can this be? And the angel tells her that it's through the Holy Spirit. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And here's what I love about this, right? So, she gets visited by an angel, right? A messenger of God. Um, who basically says, look. You're going to have a son. Here's his role. And she has a little bit of doubt, right? Because she's like, hey, how, how is this going to happen? I don't, I'm not even married. I've, you know, this, I haven't had sex with anyone. So how is this possible? And he's like, hey, cool. It's, it's from the Holy Spirit. It's a gift from God. And she just kind of rolls with it, right? I like in verse 37, it says, For no word from God will ever fail. Because the angel is talking to Mary about Elizabeth. Yeah. Because Elizabeth is not a young woman when she is going into her pregnancy. We know that she is 
older. Yeah, not only was she older, but I think she was barren. Like, she was not able to have kids. So, she's, like, physically what we would think of as past the point of being able to have a pregnancy. And even when she could have been pregnant, she was unable to, to do so. Absolutely. So, we have two miracles happening here simultaneously. You have Elizabeth being pregnant. Six months later, Mary is pregnant without... You know, it's like what we had called the Macklin conception. Um, and Mary just, like I said, she just is obedient of like, okay, if that's the case, here's, you know, here's the next step or the next move, right? Um, let's keep, let's keep moving forward. So, like you said, Mary takes some time. She visits Elizabeth while she's there. Um, and she stays with Elizabeth for about three months, and then she returns back to her home. And was it in that three months that she realized that she was pregnant, or do, does it say specifically when? Um, I don't. I don't know if it does. So it looks like she's pregnant before she heads home. Visits Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. That makes sense because I says, remember. Um, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child that you bear. Yeah. So, and, and I think that's part of the reason, if I, if I remember correctly, I know we just read the scripture not too long ago, but I, I forget details. So, that's part of the reason why she went to go see Elizabeth, too. It was like, hey, guess what? Big news, I'm pregnant. Mm-hmm. And they, like, rejoiced, and they did the whole girl jumping up and down thing, and, you know. Or did they? I don't know. <laughs> that's not recorded, but we can make an inference. I mean... If movies have taught me anything, anytime two females get good news, there's screaming and jumping up and down. It's fairly accurate. Yes, yes, it is. So, maybe? Maybe they were screaming in... in, in, Well, definitely in another language. They didn't speak (laughs) English. Um, But anyway. It was a joyous occasion. It was was very happy. So, um, yeah. So, let's... Before we get into the, the, the song that she sings... Right? Mm -hmm. She just goes like the sound of music and just goes (laughs) all, you know, musical and, you know, burst into song. But before we do, let's talk about Mary's attributes or characteristics that we see so far. Well, we know that the reason that she found favor with God is the faith and obedience that she had in him. Yeah. The the notes that we had looked into basically said, hey, um... You know, she was not picked by God because of her status, her money, or fame. It was strictly out of her faith in God. So, that's why she's picked. She's obedient to God. What other what other um, characteristics do you see? Well, let's flip the page back here to see if there's anything else that's really special about her. Um... We just know that God, like, Mary had faith in God. That's mm-hmm. what my Bible says. And also, she trusted him as well. Yeah, I mean, could you imagine, like, an angel coming to you and saying, hey, here's the plan that God has for you. And she, like I said, she kind of just rolls with it. She's happy about it. She's praising God. Well, I don't know if 
her initial reaction was to pray because it does say that she was greatly troubled at these words. So yeah. I feel like there was initial confusion that we yeah. should not gloss over. No, and, and I'm not trying to gloss over that, right? Like, because we had did, we did mention, mm-hmm. you know, she stops and questions the angel, uh, but she gets to that point of this is fantastic news. But let's talk about her confusion. Because obviously that would be a confusing time for anybody. So how, how would that... What, what, what does that say to you? Well, I feel like in our modern world we don't really have a lot of experience with angels. I don't know if it was more common for people in biblical times to be visited by them. But she definitely was like, okay, something is up. Mm-hmm. She definitely had... had um had her antennas up. She she definitely had her radar going of like something's going on. So, and I would again I would imagine I would be doing the same thing if an angel came and spoke to me and was like, hey, here's a life changing event that you're gonna be a part of, and not only life changing but like, like, earth shattering, life changing. The whole story is different. Oh, and knowing that he would be the son of the Most High. The Messiah, the one that they've been waiting for, like, that's unprecedented. Yeah. So, so she kind of has this moment of confusion, but she finally turns around, right? Does it say in there what got her to, for the lights to click on and be like, okay? Um, she, it was basically when Gabriel was talking with her and they talk about like what Jesus' name is going to be and how he was going to come and he's going to rule and he's going to be um I feel like this is kind of why people thought Jesus might have been like hey I'm going to be like an earthly king a political like, ruler when they said king of the Jews you know uh, but he was like, no, you kind of missed the mark on that one. Like, I'm not actually going to take David's throne. I'm not here for that. Like, my kingdom is not of this world. So, does not really answer the question that you had. But anyway, it's a side note. <laughs> okay. Transitioning. So, go, I'm sorry, go ahead. I feel like, honestly, it's probably the time that she spent with Elizabeth that helped her to see hey, like, this is a good well, thing. And I almost think about it this way. And again, I'm, I'm looking at it from a, a male's perspective in 2020, not a female's perspective in ancient, you know, historic times. Like, a whole different set of circumstances. But if I got life-changing news, I'm going to need some time to process it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what she may have had. She needed time to process it. Maybe to pray, to focus on, hey, God, is are you speaking truth? Is this really going to happen? And then she finally comes to that understanding where she could wrap her mind around the situation. What Does that, does that oh, make definitely. sense? Yeah. And again, the scripture doesn't give us a lot of detail on this. So a lot of what we're saying is really inference based on what we're able to read. Um, but let's get into the, Mag- the Magnificat. Because I know you read this a bajillion times. Maybe not a bajillion times, 
But at my at my mom's church, like on Christmas Eve, they have different readings, and they have people who will read for Joseph, and people who will read for for the character of Mary, and I've been able to do that. Um, So she has this song that she comes up with just from like you said, processing everything, just going through everything um, that's happening. (laughs) <laughs> nope okay no we're not gonna make a frozen 2 reference right now next time moving on maybe during the movie portion of the podcast uh so she talks about god as the mighty one and how he's done great things for her and that he is holy so she's not trying to talk just about herself mm-hmm. she's looking at god and his attributes and the mercy that he has, um, the things that he does, and how he remains the same throughout different generations. It's found in Luke chapter 1, verses 46 through 56, if you're interested in reading the entire thing. And the notes that we had looked at from the study Bible basically was like, this portion of the Bible is used when a lot of people are creating songs uh, and poetry and like they use it as a point of reference of joy and praise to God because that's exactly what it is. It's a praise song to God uh, for the miraculous work that God is doing. Mm -hmm. So, and I love this because it shows that like, it shows Mary's not only understanding of God, right? Not only trust in God, But the fact that she's willing to be obedient and just go, look, none of this fully makes sense to me, but I'm going to trust God. Did we want to talk about the distance between Nazareth and Bethlehem? Because I know that was something that we had said, hey, we're going to look this up for next time. So Yeah, so yeah, last week um, we did. We looked that up and we came to around, I think we found out direct from one city to the next. It was 70 miles. But the route that they, that uh, Joseph, Mary, and baby Jesus took was roughly around 90 miles. Mm-hmm. Because they had to go around, like, you said the Jordan River yeah. and some mountain terrain there and things like, like that. There was, like, a hill country. So, we're looking at about 90 miles from one to the other. Most of it on foot or on camel or some kind of animal where they might go a little faster. Not a whole lot. Well, what Anthony and I did to kind of put that in perspective was we looked at, okay, so, like, what's 90 miles away from where we happen to live? And I was like, oh, wow, like, that's a long walk. Allegedly, according to, you went to Google Maps? I did. According to Google Maps, from where we lived to the closest city, which was just under 90 miles, it was about 89, 90? 88, 88, yeah. 89. Um... It would have taken a day? I don't think it took a day for this trip. I would say a week, maybe, because you got to stop. you got to rest. You... Plus, you have a pregnant woman on a camel. A heavily Just pregnant saying. woman. Because she gives birth pretty much when they get there. Yeah. Um, so, we're guessing they took breaks. They paused. Not to mention it's hot, so they're probably going to try to find shelter or shade or beverage. You know, water of some kind. Um... Yeah, so even though our map said it would take 
from our city to the most closest city a day, did it give an actual, like, time frame? No, like I think it literally was like, hey, it's 24 hours. So, roughly, okay, that and that's, imagine, that's non-stop. They're not going to do non-stop. But, we're, we're thinking it probably took them three to four days to a week. Well, like, would be my estimate. Just to walk from, say, where we work to where we live, I'm back, you know, like, not round trip, but, like, if One we're way. leaving our apartment and we're going to work, that's only 15 minutes in the car, but it's, like, a two-hour walk. So, yeah, I've walked to, okay, so I've walked down the street, so, you know, we, we go down the street and we turn left and go three miles longer. Mm-hmm. That takes me about an hour one way. Mm-hmm. Now, if I went all the way to where you work, it, yeah, it's probably a solid two hours, two and a half hours, one way. Not round trip, one way. So, that kind of solves that conundrum. But and I think, same, like, the distance between where we live and my work is, like, what, five miles? Five and a half, six miles, somewhere around there, yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, it would, it would, it, we just wanted to know, by we, I mean me, I was curious of, like, how long would it take them to get there? And this is why she's on the podcast, because me, I'd be like, <laughs> I don't care. Uh, but, no, the fact that you have a, have a care for those details is really cool. Well, there was no mass transit system available. It's not like they could just hop on the metro. That'd be cool, though, right? I know, right? <laughs> anyway, so, going back to... Oh, you know what I thought of? The savior ahead. on the subway. Oh, gosh. <laughs> the savior of the subway. Okay. Savior on the subway. Yeah, savior on the subway. Back to Mary and her importance because we are highlighting her for week two of our Christmas series. Yes. So, what makes her so important to the entire story of the gospel? See, I don't feel like there's really anything about her life story that says. This one fact right here is why God picked her. Like, that's just one of those things that we just don't know. Well, I think we, honestly, I think we kind of covered it. It's her obedience and trust in God. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that is it. Her so faith her, in God. Her obedience her, and her faith. Yeah. Now, again, we look at her and go, okay, she gave birth to Jesus, which means she was involved with the raising of Jesus um, as far as raising him from, uh, you know, baby to a man um and but in we we talked about earlier in catholic um theology Mm -hmm. there's more to it right and you kind of researched this a little bit yeah we looked at it when you were saying like hey so why is she important i had thought for us as in the modern day world um in the catholic church mary is held in a a state of importance because she is the mother of Jesus. But then they also have the Hail Mary prayer and like we went over that and how it's not really worshiping Mary. It's Mary saying like, okay, I want you to turn your attention to Jesus because yeah. he is my son. Yeah. And we looked at like, oh, like a Hail Mary pass in football or something that's like, hey, this is miraculous. So. Yeah. So. But that, but again, that's such a big role to play. Even though it's it's small, it's a big role because you are giving birth to the Savior and raising him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the same thing with Joseph. We didn't mention this last week, but the same thing with Joseph. The fact that he 
was a father to Jesus and probably taught him a great many things. Well, and they would go on to have other children. We know James, I believe, was specifically one of the brothers of Jesus. Correct. And I know... According to you, he has sisters. I think he has sisters. We gotta research those. Yeah, so we're gonna research that as well. Um, but yeah, what can we pull from this character? From the I hate to say character, but from this historical figure that we, that we can apply from to our like lives. Her attributes and things. Yes. Well, in the study Bible that we looked at, the notes that we had was basically saying, don't discount your talents don't think less of yourself like god if he's going to pick you to do something like he will align your path and have your steps to be that way so like mary could have mary never said like hey you might have got the wrong house like you need to head two doors down i'm sure this other lady over here she'd be a great candidate there was never she accepted that call yeah um and like we said, she was obedient already. She was obedient and faithful prior to being picked. So that means she remained obedient and faithful while she was living out that calling. Well, and we lo- we talked about this last week when uh, Joseph had to take them into Egypt at a moment's notice. She was obedient during that time as well. 100%. So it would have been him and her and a young toddler at this point. Have you ever packed up a toddler quickly? Like, that does not go well. I've seen people pack up toddlers, and it's... <laughs> Let's I've clarify. seen people pack up toddlers and their things. Like, you're not putting the toddler in a suitcase. But, <laughs> um, safety in a suitcase. Anyway, um, but yeah, so... And it can be done efficiently, but for brand new parents, that, that was probably very difficult. Especially, again, on a camel or whatever it is they vote on. I don't really know. I just keep saying camel. because You're like team camel. I'm team donkey. Help us settle this debate. Maybe they had one of each. I don't know. A donkle. (laughs) A donkey camel. Anyway, um, so honestly, I think that's a really good look into Mary. Into who Mary is. Um... Do you have any more notes that you want to jump into, talk about, discuss? Um, Well, for next week, we're going to be talking about Elizabeth and her family. So we'll get to see Elizabeth and her husband and their son, who becomes John the Baptist. And then let's see, what is week four? We're talking about the Santa Claus collection. Yeah. And the Grinch. So week four, we're going to be discussing the wise men. And I feel like... That is probably going to be the one that I'm going to geek out the most on. So, stay tuned. You might see me geeking out next week for um, Elizabeth and her husband because his story is phenomenal. It's one of my favorites. But anyway, and then the movies we're going over next week is The Grinch and the Santa Claus Collection. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah. Um, If you guys have any comments, any questions, any queries inquiries whatever you want to say um wow i just said that anyway you can get us at uh beautifulfeetentertainment.com or beautifulfeetentertainment on instagram and twitter i'm gonna go ahead and play us out and we're gonna close it from there father god we thank you um for this time in the season that you are showing us uh examples of what it means to be faithful to be obedient 
and to be trusting of your word, even in the most difficult times, Father God. I think that's what the scripture shows us. I just pray that we, you would be with us uh, in this holiday season. Be with those who don't have family or who, who feel that loneliness or that uh, isolation, Father God. I just pray that you would just be with them. Help us to be with those who, who need a friend. Um, and really just help us to really encapsulate the season by not what we buy, not how we celebrate, but how we treat love people. Um, so I pray that you would just be with us in this week. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will be back next week. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Beautiful Feet Podcast, a partnership of BeautifulFeetEntertainment.com. Please feel free to follow us on social media at Beautiful Feet Entertainment. Please visit BeautifulFeetEntertainment.com and do not forget to like, share, and subscribe.